Today is Monday, right? I'm almost positive. Last night, I watched Jackie Mahomes lead the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Yesterday afternoon, I'm pretty sure I watched the NFC Championship game until I realized the game was over at halftime. If I'm running a television network and I call myself the worldwide leader in sports, the AFC, NFC Championship games, that would be the leading topic of conversation on my network less than 24 hours later, right? Both games were the biggest events all weekend in sports. Now, ratings have yet to be released, but I would imagine 40, 50, maybe 60 million people were watching Fox and CBS yesterday, watching the NFL. According to Stephen A. Smith, First Take, the number one show on ESPN. Hell, if you listen to Stephen A. Smith, you would think First Take is the number one show on television. First Take is supposedly a debate show that offers differing opinions on what's happening in sports, mainly the NFL and the NBA. So, I was kind of perplexed this morning when the leading topic on first take was not the heroic performance of Jackie Mahomes. Even with a bum ankle, Jackie was on the field last night, hypnotizing his opponents by twerking his bum. The leading topic was not Jalen Hurts, who you could argue is the worst quarterback to play in the Super Bowl since maybe Joe Flacco. No disrespect to Joe Flacco either. He was incredible for the Ravens late in the season and into the playoffs during that Super Bowl run. Jalen Hurts, he's been absolutely god-awful. The leading topic this morning on first take wasn't LeBron James rightfully criticizing officiating in the NBA. It wasn't the entire country criticizing officials in the NFL last night. Stephen A. Smith led the show with a discussion of mythical racism centered around the death of Tyree Nichols. Again? We're going to do this again? Executives at ESPN, they are addicted to Twitter. Twitter to someone working at ESPN, it's like a needle to a heroin addict. We like to stay engaged with our fellow wanker spankers. Did they not see the overwhelming reaction this weekend when Jamel Hill tried to spin this into a case of mythical racism? Did they not see the reaction when the swan flew over and released his droppings? No one, I mean no one, is buying into this mythical racism propaganda. When I say no one, I'm obviously talking about normal people, people living in reality. I'm not talking about the identifiers living in the world of virtual delusion. Stephen A. on Woke Take this morning, he was saying, I know some of you are watching, wondering why we're talking about Tyree Nichols. You're on the right channel. This is ESPN. We are actually a sports network, but we must address these heinous acts that constantly happen to black men in our society. To be honest with you, I am no longer surprised by this. Unfortunately, this is what I've come to expect from the worldwide leader in Woke. I used to be a big fan of First Take when it was Stephen A. and Skip Bayless before he transitioned into Skippy Bebe, Boothang of Shay Shay. For me, the show declined once Skip left, mainly because of the content they produce. Instead of debates about LeBron James, they're debating the fact that in some states, LeBron can no longer have an abortion if he slips up and becomes a male birthing person. Instead of debating potential teams for Sean Payton, they debate his white privilege, how the NFL is willing to give Sean Payton a chance over D'Amico Ryans, 
because the NFL is run by evil plantation owners rooted in mythical racism. The panel this morning that was discussing the death of Tyree Nichols was Stephen A. Smith, Michael Irvin, and the ultimate beta male, emotional Ryan Clark. Correct me if I'm wrong, I thought ESPN was dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion. How does a panel featuring three black dudes represent diversity? Where are the women? What about representation of the evil white man? Was Rex Ryan unavailable? What about the identifiers? Did Sam Shovel oversleep this morning cuddled up to Rhonda Rake? When news networks cover a story like Tyree Nichols, they tend to bring on experts in the particular field to discuss it. For example, when I was watching coverage last week, I think I was watching Fox News, they brought on a retired police officer to give their perspective. You know, people who can offer an informed perspective. I think we can all agree what happened to Tyree Nichols was horrifying. When most people see something like this, they tend to react out of emotion. Experts in the field, they can remove the emotion and offer a different perspective. That's why they're called experts. What does Stephen A. Smith know about working in law enforcement? What does Ryan Clark know about being a police officer? Now, I will say, I don't think Stephen A. Smith has a bias against the police. I've heard him say on numerous occasions that he supports cops. He's an advocate for crime and punishment. Doesn't want police to be defunded. Stephen A. was not the problem this morning, though. Once again, the problem was Ryan Clark. We all have opinions. We all have the right to share our opinion. But when you're uninformed, when you have no idea what the hell you're talking about and you're given a national platform, that is a recipe for disaster. Ryan Clark was his usual emotional self when talking about the death of Tyree Nichols. I thought it was interesting that one of his primary concerns was the impact this tragedy would have on the Black Lives Matter movement. More importantly, Ryan Clark spread the same falsehoods, the same propaganda that was being spread by Smelly Jamelli in the turd-dropping swan. It was like Ryan Clark had his emotional support shovel picking up the swan's droppings, then claiming the ideas as his own. Watch it for yourself. Because you're setting up your false reports. You're setting up your opportunities to just do whatever the hell you want to because you have a badge. And all the times when we get people who push against Black Lives Matters and you have to explain to them, no, we're not saying that other lives don't matter. We're saying that Black Lives Matter too because they matter to us. Now you can't even scream that they matter to us because these five cowards look just like Tyree Nichols. These five cowards left homes, left neighborhoods, left houses, that, uh, um, left projects that people look just like them and they just don't give a damn. Because whatever the pollution is, whatever the poison is, whatever the rhetoric is that says someone that looks like Tyree Nichols and Tyree Nichols himself is not worth living, they fed into that. And so now it wasn't about Black. It wasn't about white. It wasn't about brown. It wasn't about yellow. It was about blue and the way that blue sees black. And when are we going to start to care as people tell us to trust the guys in blue, to trust the women in blue, to trust the badges?
One of your biggest worries coming out of this is your concern for the Black Lives Matter movement? Really? For starters, is BLM still active? I haven't heard much from the organization since their founders got blasted for buying themselves mansions, making themselves personally rich off the business of mythical racism. Ryan Clark is so concerned about a movement that was started by an organization where one of their stated goals was the destruction of the nuclear family. If you're supposedly an advocate for the black community, if you want to see black people succeed, why in the hell would you be concerned about an organization that is destroying your community? Ryan Clark claimed these five officers in Memphis fed into this so-called rhetoric, fed into this belief that men who look like Tyree Nichols don't matter. I believe he called it poison in that clip, which, if this were true, it would be poison. But it's not. The insinuation here is the same bullshit being spread by Jamel Hill. Police departments across America are rooted in white supremacy. These roots go so deep that even black men are brainwashed into turning against their own. I said the same thing over the weekend. Does that make any sense to you? Ryan Clark is generalizing. He's lumping all cops into one group. Mythical racist. You heard him in the clip. It's the blue race against the black race. This narrative is extremely dangerous, which is the reason the shit fucks continue to push it. Last year, police in America fatally shot more civilians than any other year on record. Over 1,100 people lost their lives last year at the hands of a police officer. Around 35% of the victims were white, 24% were black. Now, white people make up 60, 65, 70% of the population. Black people around 13%. The numbers don't lie. Black people are more likely to encounter physical altercations with police than any other race. But why? Why is that the case? If you listen to Ryan Clark and his colleagues in the mainstream media, it's because law enforcement is rooted in white supremacy. If you believe them, you're obviously a student at Woke U. We don't attend Woke U here on the channel. We were educated at Fuck You. Cops are rooted in white supremacy. Fuck you. Men have the ability to get pregnant. Fuck you. Rachel Levine is one sexy woman. Fuck you. And also, that's absolutely disgusting. Now, this is just speculation on my part. I can't find facts to back this up. I don't even think these facts would be available because this is a mentality problem. But have you ever wondered if black men have more negative interactions with police officers than more interactions than any other race. Have you ever wondered if that's because of what they are being taught? The vast majority of these altercations between black men and police are with young black men, 20s, 30s. The media, they push the narrative that black men cannot trust the police. They're taught that the cops are the enemy. You're safer to run for your life and risk losing it than cooperate and live. The media blames cops for a record year of police shootings. When it seems to me, most of the blame should fall on the media. The poison Ryan Clark was talking about, that poison is not being pushed by police departments. It's being pushed by his colleagues in the media. Situations like Tyree Nichols, as tragic as it is, 
These situations are few and far between. But the media, they will magnify it. They treat it like it's a systemic issue. They use these situations to further the divide between cops and the communities they serve. Then they wonder, how come we're seeing a rise in police shootings? Maybe because the community has been convinced to go to war with the cops. I would not have had as much of an issue with this segment on Woke Take if ESPN were willing to offer true diversity. I'm not talking about racial diversity. I'm not talking about gender diversity. I'm talking about diversity of thought. Anytime ESPN discusses these issues, it's always presented from one perspective. They never give their audience the opposite viewpoint. It's like a giant echo chamber of woke filth. I watched the entire segment, hoping Stephen A. Smith or Michael Irvin would be the voice of reason, someone to step in and say, this is not a systemic problem, it's an individual problem. Those five cops in Memphis are responsible. All cops are not responsible. All cops are not the enemy. But they didn't. They didn't. They just sat back and let Ryan Clark go on another emotional, uninformed rant. <laughs> but give me your thoughts. The death of Tyree Nichols causes Ryan Clark to be oh so concerned about BLM. Ryan Clark claims the real problem is blue against black, insinuating blue is rooted in white supremacy. Let me know what you think about that. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.